0: In this episode of Undictated, we take a closer look at the chaos in South Africa's capital city of Chwane with Celia Brunk, who is with the Democratic Alliance and the executive mayor of the council, a job he's only been in since March this year. And on the 26th of July, members of the SA Municipal Workers. um, union went on strike after the local government announced that there would be no salary increases the current developments are a test for democracy a test for the coalitions that are running some of the big metros around the country including Tuani, and indeed whether they will be able to tackle the tough issues that will be required by south africa after the election next year, provided, of course, the coalition does get power. We're going to be exploring all of this in this episode of Undictated. Salia, so you've been a member of parliament. You've served on parliamentary portfolio committees. And That's usually um, a pathway into bigger things in central government and yet you decided to come back to Chwani and uh, take on the hottest potato around right now. We'll get into the details in a moment, but just from your own perspective, what motivated that?
1: So Alec, it's really important that we as a coalition and my party, the DA, keeps our original promise that we made to the people of the country, and that is if you vote for change, then you'll see change. Uh, unfortunately, there have been a number of disappointments because, as I have explained, uh, our coalition in the last term did not have a majority to overturn uh, all of these major mistakes that had been made to make the personnel changes, to make the policy changes, uh, and we were really dependent on the ANC or the EFF between 2016 and 2021. We've obviously also made our own errors, um, but it is important if people are going to have faith in the power of the ballot box, and if coalitions are going to be a model of how South Africa is to be governed in a post-ANC era, we need to make a success of Tswane. Tswane being the one place where our coalition has a majority and where, uh, to this point, we've had a measure of coherence. And I believe that is a very important project. Uh, and in politics, you want to be in government so you can change things. Uh, and and uh, that that is that is essentially my motivation here.
0: When I spoke a few months ago with your colleague, John Stenhazen, we had a a fairly in depth conversation about if the coalition were to take power in South Africa post the 2024 election. And he explained that there were going to be a lot of tough decisions taken then. And it's almost like you are hitting those head on in Chwani today because there's been cater deployment, there's been massive salary increases treasury has told us all about that it's all in the budget papers and you've decided that so far and no further and maybe you can just kind of unpack that for us because the counter argument is but hang on you guys have made a deal or the the metro has made a deal with the workers that it will be increasing salaries and from your perspective though you said it's just unaffordable just Unpack that for us.
1: Most of local government in South Africa is in the midst of a liquidity crisis, uh, running out of cash, uh, essentially. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, we were able as municipalities to sell uh, the electricity that we purchased from ESCOM, make a small a surplus on that sale, maintain the electricity network, and then still have something left to cross-subsidize other services. Today, many municipalities, if not most, sell electricity at a loss because of the price increases uh, afforded by Nersa to ESCOM and denied to municipalities in what uh, Nersa has approved, but also because of stage 5 and 6 load shedding, which makes the energy business very, very difficult to operate. Municipalities are a victim of a macro environment. And, of course, there have been mistakes all over. Salary increases that you've referred to, you know, looking at salary increases back in 2017, the increases negotiated at a collective bargaining level for municipal employees was almost 7% in 2017. What was the inflation rate back in 2017? Definitely not 7%. And this has been going on year after year after year. Now, I do want to point out that, yes, there were peculiar mistakes in Swanee. There you know, things such as the city being placed in the administration. And yes, the coalition didn't make the bold decisions necessary to break up networks of corruption and so forth, in part because we didn't have the power, as I mentioned before. But many of these things are common to local government. And what Swane has decided, what our council has decided, is to take a number of measures to get out of financial distress. The budget that the city adopted in June is underfunded by at least 3 billion rand. Now, if you pass an unfunded budget, you need a funding plan. Otherwise, you run the risk of losing your intergovernmental transfers. And of course, you convey chaos and mismanagement to the outside world, including to the banks and potential investors. A so Part of sound financial management is to have a plan to get out of the uh, unfunded situation that you find yourself in. And one of the express measures taken by Tswani's council, and I have to emphasize this, council, not me, not the mayoral committee, the council, was to award 0% salary increases for employees and councillors and then to seek the necessary exemption uh, in terms of the collective agreement. Now, let me get to the second part of your question. Uh, collective agreements are negotiated not by municipalities and unions one on one, taking into account what uh, an individual municipality can afford. They are they negotiated at a collective level, at a national level, uh, and the default is to accept the uh, salary increases that have been negotiated in the three three-year cycle, but to afford municipalities the opportunity uh, to buck the financial consequences of increases that they can't afford, there is a specific provision in the agreement permitting such a municipality to then apply on an individual basis for exemption. And the simple question that then needs to be answered is not, did you make the deal or not? I mean, we are bound by the deal by default, but also in terms of the deal, the question then is, can the municipality in question afford the salary increases? It's a pretty objective Uh, um, consideration. And Alec, the the thing is that very few municipalities have ever sought exemption um, from these increases, despite them being above inflation year on year, despite the effects of load shedding and lockdown and an economy that hasn't been growing for more than a decade because they are more afraid of the consequences, the violence that will be visited upon them as is the case now in Swane then they are afraid of bankruptcy. And what we've said in Swane is we're more afraid of bankruptcy than we are of a criminal assault uh, by militant and politicized trade unions.
0: That's a big step. If you consider what's happened to South Africa in the last three decades, where trade unions have called for something and the other side of the fence has buckled, especially in the public sector. And despite much evidence that shows that this is an unsustainable way to go forward. The country's running out of money, as we know, and we will hear even more on the 1st of November in the mini budget. But from your side, it's almost like you are uh, now becoming the lightning rod for the whole municipal structure. Because if you succeed, then other metros might pick up the uh, carry the same cudgels and and have the same kind of conversations with uh, trade unions that where increases are unaffordably imposed on them. So there's a lot at stake. Chris Stain, my uh, colleague, had a uh, interview with your colleague um, yesterday, the MEC or MMC rather, for uh, security, and he was saying that the the chaos is now got to a point where, unless you're able to follow through, that the whole city could be on the brink. Where are we in, as far as that is concerned?
1: Let me just emphasize one fact that the public might not know, uh, at least the public outside of the city of Tswane, and that is that it's not the stay-away that is disrupting services that is causing the chaos that you refer to. Um, most people are back at work. At its height, this strike had a participation rate of about 30%. The city then took quite decisive action in terms of the labor law, dismissals after warnings, docking of pay of those who reported for work, uh, and then uh, refused to take work instructions, and that was effective. What is disrupting us more than any stay away is a coordinated set of attacks on municipal personnel, infrastructure, and services. If I can use one example, our household waste removal in the city of Tswane has been outsourced to contractors for a number of years now. It's not the DA or the coalition, even under the ANC, that was the case. Now, every time a waste removal truck is torched, the contractors serving that particular area withdraw all of their vehicles. You then fall behind on the waste collection schedule and you're forced to catch up at the weekend. And that has a knock-on effect. Uh, And so the most visible, the most frustrating, I think, uh, effect of the strike on the residents is the trash that's uncollected. Uh, We've tried to make up with that, but the, the point is, that it is criminal acts, and I can name a number of others, water and sanitation trucks burnt. Um, one employee uh, was almost killed, shot, and hijacked after he refused to to abide by the instructions not to work. And so you have a demand that work teams now have to be accompanied by Tswani Metro Police, by private security, and that uh, depletes our resources as well. So Let's just be clear about this. This is not uh, a point where a lawful strike, a legitimate labor action has now brought the city of Tswane to its knees. Uh, We're not on our knees. It is more of criminal activity, in fact, organized crime directed at the city uh, and calculated to bring us to the negotiating table, regardless of what the bargaining council or the labor court or the collective agreement says, which is why. Uh, this strike is only going to be broken, or at least, let me say, this criminal assault on the city is only going to be thwarted with effective law enforcement. We've met with the South African police, with the hawks. We want this matter to be be treated as an attack uh, on the state, which surely it is. Uh, And uh, if we continue to pretend that this is simply a labor dispute, then this thing can go on indefinitely. Even if the city wins in the Labour Court, um, this, could, this will go on, uh, and, and we have to really treat it as a matter of law and order.
0: That's really powerful stuff. What's the implications
1: for the country as a whole? Am I exaggerating
0: when I say that perhaps you're the lightning rod for other municipalities and, indeed, what could happen to South Africa post-2024?
1: Yeah, Alec, absolutely right. I think it's a fair comment. Um, you know, if if we want to save this country, if we want to not make the same mistakes as the dominant party that has been governing South Africa for the past 30 years, then we are going to, as a matter of necessity, um, have to make bold decisions and then have the courage to carry them through. And if... Coalition governments set up as an alternative to the ANC um, are then held back, divided, uh, you know, stopped from making those reforms. Then it's got real implications for our democracy because the message then is, you know, this country can't be governed in any way better than the ANC has been governing it. Uh, And I think that is the profound implications for South Africa. And we can look beyond municipal. Uh, uh, government politics. If you look at what is edging South Africa towards a fiscal cliff, it is to a large extent the public sector wage bill. Uh, That culture and the tradition of giving increases year upon year upon year. Of course, there are other factors, but the issue of public sector wages involves some pretty powerful political interest groups, politicized trade unions, And unless you can face them down in order to implement a democratic mandate, we won't be able to improve governance in South Africa. And it's important to note that this country, just like local government, we're not on a steady path, you know, where if things just stay the same, we should be okay. We are on a downward track. And to to put us on an upward track, that's where you're going to need the tough decisions and the courage to carry them through.
0: But there is a concern here when Action SA your coalition partner, appears to be A, criticizing what you're doing and B, almost playing politics, negotiating with the strikers. What's your take on that and, and why are they doing that? Was it something that you had
1: discussed? Like to give you an idea, the budget that I referred to previously, the funding plan, and the express authorization of the city administration to seek exemption from salary increases, all that stuff, was supported by Action SA in June of this year. Prior to that support, we had extensive negotiations with each of the coalition partners and even some of the opposition parties. Uh, So, by the way, the ANC also supported that budget, that funding plan, and the exemption application. So we had extensive negotiations. I still have the handwritten notes of four hours of engagement that I had with Action SA in this very uh, mayoral office where I am at the moment. And uh, unfortunately, with difficult decisions, sometimes the test is not in making those decisions but in carrying them out. Um, I think that this is a test for our coalition, and I hope we will hold it together because if it's this easy for uh, interest groups such as public sector trade unions to to wedge a divide in our coalition at municipal level if we can't even sail stormy municipal waters with our ship then heaven's sakes what what chance do we do we stand of making any difference in national government I think that perhaps um, you know like any political party, the members of, of this coalition also have to distinguish themselves. They have to show this is the difference we make. And, and maybe um, it is that actually SA thinks that, that, you know, coming in at this level and saying uh, negotiate and let's reconsider that, maybe that will give them a distinctive role. But I think that that is a miscalculation because the biggest thing for us now is to, to fix the finances of the city. Uh, and and actually, SA knows that, and I hope that through our engagements, we will be able uh, to to hold the the coalition uh, together. But of course, Alec, there is also a point that you reach that you know you've got to stick to principle, even if it means that the, that the coalition won't hold.
0: That's a, a possibility that Johannesburg has shown is almost too ghastly to contemplate. So I guess your rate payers are going to be hoping that everybody can stay together, that at least you can continue on the path that you're on. But I guess broader terms, if I understand correctly for context of what you've told us, this is not a strike by the majority of workers who work for the municipality. It's 30% of them. The union itself is not formally or publicly supporting the strike, because it is an illegal strike. It's not a, it's not a strike that, that has gone through the, the normal labor processes. And the acts that we are seeing here, increasingly uh, violent chaos that's being created, are, in your opinion, criminal acts, which means you need support from the security services.
1: If that support is not forthcoming, what happens then? So let me just emphasize, at its height, and we're past the height of the strike, about 30% of employees participated in the strike, be it for a day or half a day. But we're way past the height of the strike. Uh, And so the folks that are refusing to work or refusing to take work instructions, that's closer to 10% at the moment. Uh, And that's exactly because we've acted clearly and consistently. We've made the difficult decisions. I don't think... Any government has ever uh, you know had the the courage to 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 do what is available to us to do, and that is to dismiss close to one hundred and thirty people after several warnings I must add so it is an, an issue of of the rule of law uh, we're working with the Hawks as I mentioned, um, but there's also a civil law. Remedy here for us. At the outset of the strike, the city obtained an interdict against uh, Samu in particular because they were one of the unions, one of the two. They are, in fact, driving the unprotected strike to a large degree. And uh, recently that interdict was made permanent against Samu and its, its shop stewards with a cost order. Now, if we can produce evidence that, in spite of this court order, the leadership of some who have, in fact, been driving the strike, and I believe we now have ample evidence of that, we can obtain an attempt a contempt of court order against the union. Now that is a civil law a remedy with with criminal law consequences. Um, essentially, the leadership of some will be locked up. Now, that is not where any city would want to go, because all of these things are just a distraction from the real problem, and that is that we as a city, local government, is running out of money, and we should all be working together to make sure that we can collect the the money that is owed to us, that we can deliver proper services, and also that we can protect jobs, because as difficult as it is to have the conversation about salary increases for municipal employees, imagine if our financial distress is deepened to the point where we're going to have to have a conversation about retrenchments, that is a far more difficult conversation uh, to have. And uh, Alec, I hope that the, that the realization uh, will land with, with those who've been saying, you know, just negotiate, just pay the increases.
0: So Lebrink is the executive mayor of TriNet. Thank you for providing context on this issue, which has far greater implications than just the capital city. I'm Alec Hogg from biznews.com.